welcome to episode 306 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Today it is Sunday, August 27th, and um, we haven't done a show for a while, but we thought we'd uh, get back on the air and tell you a little bit about what we're getting up to. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Doing all right. So the uh, rumors of our death has were greatly exaggerated. Greatly exaggerated. But not by much. We did not <laughs> and will not die. We're just, we're just in that like hibernation state, you know? How long has it been? June 7. Wow. Two and a half months. That's, pr- that's kind of like the same as the one before. Th- that's, that's uh, yeah. So are we doing it quarterly now? I think so. We're doing like, wait, quarterly? No, we're going to get six a year at least, aren't we? <laughs> I don't know. Guess we'll see. So, all right, we'll, we'll tell us, like, what, what's happened? Jeez, uh, um, where do I start? Um, well, I guess, uh, I guess it's been uh, what you'd call a banner month. Banner couple months. I mean, a lot of a lot of big wins recently. Um, that is awesome. So let's see. Where can I start? Um, okay. Well, I'll start with Math Academy. Has been, you know, like the the main focus of my yeah. I guess my life outside of family yeah. um, for a while now. So we now. So over the summer, um, I'm trying to think if I should go chronologically or highlight wise. I'll just go kind of. Um, I'll go highlight. How about I go highlights? Yeah. What do you think? You want chronologically? I like highlights. Let's you do highlights. highlights. I want to find in? out what's happened. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, Sane and I won the Spotlight Award, which I saw that on Facebook. Nice oh, picture. Did? Nice picture of you guys. Oh yeah. right. Oh, it's Sane. Standing right. on stage, receiving your award. Yeah, that That's was awesome. nice. So the um, the superintendent gives out an award every year to someone in the district who's done something great, I guess. And yeah. um, uh, he awarded it to us for work on Math Academy. And uh, they, he also gives like, he gives like a teacher and a principal. Yeah. And I think like a, somebody else, administrator or something. So um, yes, we won that. It was pretty neat. You know, it was like a thousand. In fairness, if they didn't give it to you, they'd be absolutely crazy. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> someone comes in shakes up the system creates a new kind of math academy rolls it out to multiple schools crazy yeah well um it was funny because we went receive you know to receive the award and it's on stage like a thousand people or so it's all the teachers and everyone who works in the district is like their welcome back day yeah. Yeah. you know and so um we got up there and it was sort of funny considering that we don't actually don't work for the district <laughs> <laughs> we just volunteered. Actually, I didn't know why we were there entirely. I thought we were there to just receive a volunteering award. Oh, it, so so wait, so you were you were kind of compare you you were in comparison to people who worked in the district. Like this was everybody. A, this was like an, an unusual. That's like scenario. the you know whatever. Oh wow, best that's picture, awesome. best you know yeah. whatever. That's like the award and. um I, you know, because we Sandy and I were there, so we had to get, you know, we get there early in the morning and they have this kind of, everyone's kind of gathering around and we're kind of saying hi to people and we were sitting at this table talking for a few minutes and, and I'm like, so, wait a minute, what's the award for again? Are we there? Is this, <laughs> recognize this as volunteers? And she looks at me like, I'm an idiot. She's like, it's the Spotlight Award. This is the best picture award. We won the Spotlight. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's just also it wasn't like me. a kind of like there. The, these are the three nominations. Let's open the envelope. No, no, no. That we we well, I initially got an email from somebody in the communication department telling us, you know, if we're asking us if we could send them some, you know, bio stuff and some pictures and things because that we were being honored by this with this award. And that's I, great. 
you know, I didn't read it that closely. I wasn't really sure what it was. I didn't have a lot of context for it. Of course, Sandy did because she's been on the board of the yeah. PEF and everything. So, so that was really neat. Um, she probably told you like free breakfast in a row. Jason, we're going to this award. We won this award. And you were probably like, yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was some kind of award and I knew we had to be somewhere. I just thought it was like a for volu- for volu- recognizing volunteers or something. Okay. You know? So but that was neat. Um, the other big, another big highlight is the um, uh, Washington Post mm-hmm. um, came and did a visit last week. Oh, okay. So um, the education writer Jay Matthews, um, you know, he had he had contacted me in June, and yeah, I remember uh, we were speaking about this in the last show, and we were talking about we? how was. I think uh, I don't think. Oh, uh, was that Washington, just you and me? Okay. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I don't think because yeah, I don't know. But so it was yeah. later in June that he contacted me, and um, we spoke for about a half hour. He uh, nice, and he said, "Look, you know, the education page doesn't come back till September. I only have a 650 word column during the summer, so let's." He's like, "I want to write about this in September, so this just, um, you know, we'll schedule something. In, you know, when school school gets back in session." So he can't. They anyway. Um, he came and uh, and, and interviewed the superintendent. You know, and that's then, a national paper. That's a big paper. That's the big, the, one of the big ones. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. It's When's the it coming out? Times New York Washington Post. I don't know. I I'm guessing sometime next month. Awesome. Um, so, but what he said to me, well, we were on the phone call, and he said, he said, well, listen, this is uh, phenomenal. I've never heard of anything like this. Um, I've AP and IB programs are my passion. So, you know, this is. This is just, you know, great or whatever. He just, he's like, you know, the middle school kids taking AP calculus is just so yeah. off the charts. It's just crazy. And um, so he's like, but uh, let's, um, and he said, oh, and he said, this is, this will probably just the first thing I write about you. So I'm awesome. like, great. You know, so um, anyway, he came and, uh, you know, I didn't do anything special. I just did my normal class. Yeah. And the kids, I just, all right, everybody <laughs> to the board and I'm just calling out problems and, <laughs> You know, the kids are so, I mean, they've probably had 40, 50 visitors at this time, by yeah. this time, the last couple, three years. Oh, it's just another one. Just the Washington Post. We they had CNN last week. They don't week. even no know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is it the Pasadena News? Is it the Washington Post? Is it a friend of mine? I mean, we, I have people come, come in on average once or twice a week. Nice. Of some, of some kind. And um, so they're, they're used to being goldfish. They could care less. And so they go up there, to, and I'm just calling out, all right, find the specific sl- uh, solution to this differential equation, dy dx equals, you know, uh, you know, e to the x, sine of x, dy, you know, whatever. And then they're off doing problems. And so yeah. they're all racing, doing on the whiteboard and arguing with each other. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. the boys are inevitably talking a little <laughs> bit of trash and... You know, and then when they, and then at the end, they're arguing about who got it right. Oh, you missed this and this and that. So they're all debating stuff. And, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's actually the best way to show them off because rather than me up there just talking, it's have a bunch of kids listening to me, which is not really engaging. Mm-hmm. You have these kids doing something that just seems really shocking. So what did he say in the class? Well, he's just asking questions and really kind of nodding and kind of smiling a lot. And he would get up here and look at things and go just kind of, you know, poke around. And then, um, he, uh, afterwards, so the, the, you know, I, I've mentioned where they're making a documentary about math Academy. Yeah. So, um, Don, who's, there's like, it's actually a couple. So the, the husband, J- uh, James O'Keefe, he teaches, um, filmmaking at USC and, um, his wife, Don 
you know, will help us. She's because he was teaching class. He's like, I can't get over there. So Don came over and shot some of it. And um, so he interviewed, she interviewed um, Jay Matthews at the end of it for five minutes. Just to she's like, so what'd you think? Whatever. And he was gushing about, it. he's like, yeah, he's like, I, he's like, I have seen a lot of middle school and high school classes in my time as the education reporter. And I've never seen anything like this, you know? And then he's like, I've, he's like, yeah. And he's like, and I, I can't remember what he said about kids doing calculus. And I was like, that was, he's never obviously seen anything like that either. Um, but he goes, he goes, um, he goes, yeah, he goes, they're eighth graders doing calculus. They're, they're, they're doing 12th grade math, but they're still eighth graders. You know, because they're yeah. still act like yeah, they're acting they're, like they're little kids. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 squirrely and and you're not trying to knock that out of them. You're letting them explore that part of themselves. Well, to the when you have fullest. kids up at a board doing problems, it's um, you know, I'm I mean, I'm sitting down yelling out problems to them. Yeah, I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, ten more seconds, let's go. Right then, you know, but all right, next, all right, who got it right? All right, related rates, you know, okay, D H D T. Okay, so what'd you get wrong? You got this. Okay, boom, points for so and so. All right, next. Who's got everybody good? Next. So it's like that over and over again. Um, so I mean, it's much more like a, a sports practice, mm -hmm. right? I'm just throwing, you know, if I, you know, like batting practice, I'm just throwing pitches at you, and we're like, we're, I mean, and I'm, and I'm giving feedback on their form or technique, and we're, you know, we're just going and going and going because I'm like, I, I, I want to make as much use of that time in class as possible. So, but it, it actually is the perfect. Thing to showcase mm. because he can actually see the kids doing what i'm saying they know how to do but also it shows them they're always having super engaged and having fun the whole time having fun yeah and when they're when whenever they're not listening it's because they're arguing about a math problem <laughs> i mean really that's what they're doing <laughs> i mean it's yeah. like they're engaged the whole time so um that that was so i think i think it went really well i don't think it could have gone much better um we'll see how it comes out i mean he's emailed me a number of times you know contact information for various people kids you know their math professors people who i'm connected with i mean he's very comprehensive he's been reaching out people to people all across the country you know because he, he said you know i've never heard anything like this so he, he's like i need to reach out to my network and find out mm. and he reached out to thomas jefferson high school in virginia which is one of these elite magnet schools and uh they do bc calculus in 10th grade not for all their kids but for the more advanced kids. Yeah. So that's still really advanced, all those two years behind us. And he's, he's trying to find a comparison act. Yeah, he's like, okay, is, is this as unique as it sounds like? And um, there was something, it was about the same level too, BC Calculus in 10th grade um, at this basis charter schools in Arizona and Texas. I bet if those guys saw what you're doing, they'd be like, oh man, I didn't realize how deep you could take this. Well, yeah, you know, you know in fact, so the, the, I talked to, the, so I had a, actually... He cc'd me on the email with the CEO of the basis charter schools. It's like a network of twenty schools, mm -hmm. and he he replied back to it and he said, "You know, Jason, I am just so impressed with what you guys are doing. I'd love to come take a tour." And that's awesome. So I'm like, great. And so then we set up an hour. We talked for like an hour and just shared, you know, war stories and stuff. And super <laughs> nice guy. He really has like a PhD in philosophy and from John, I think Johns Hopkins. Yeah. And so he's he's um. He's a, so this is going to be your second district, second school district. Um, no, no, no. They're well. They're already doing. Well, yeah, but, oh, but they're not going to like take on board some of your methods. Oh, I, oh. He found a lot really interesting. He actually did. Yeah. He said, "I'd like to beta test because he was saying, you know, we have he, there were some situations where, you know, we might be able to partner up on some stuff." But anyway, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so it was it was great. That's and then, cool. That's and then great. we and then we have um, you know, and then there's a lot of people there as the principal and you know a bunch of administrative people. You know, the director of communications and the director for you know it's like wasn't just him. You know, when when someone like that comes by, it's like everybody's like. Wash your poses here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there are half dozen, uh, you know, people, adults there. And then, um, although, is oh, no, no, this, you, you'll love this. You'll okay. love this. Go At on. the end. So great class. Kids blow them away. It's amazing math. He goes, he gets them all kind of on a corner. He's like, and he kind of talks to me. He's like, so um, what's your favorite class? And they're like, robotics. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) I cannot believe you just said that. That's awesome. It was like, it was like, Ray, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like when the Russian host asks if this is your favorite class, you say yes. The hell? <laughs> I cannot believe they said that. I mean, I understand like robotics is fun. They go in there, build. They're building fighting robots. It's not any war, not hard work for them to play around. They mess around, but still, like that is that's going to be the punchline of his article, I'm right? Like, give me a break. <laughs> and he has, she has to call. He has to call that as well because that was all the boys. And has to call. The call just kind of shrugged. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. Uh, I like them all. Hard to say, but you know what? It's because it's just like. They're in it. They're in the eye of the storm. They're not looking from outside, you know. I mean, yeah, they'll they're look just, back. They're yeah. just, it's just, it's just their daily life. Well, it's kind of like this. I mean, if you compare it to recess, I mean, yeah. recess is your recess favorite is class. Better, yeah. I, mean, I mean, robotics yeah. is almost like recess for them. They yeah. just kind of mess around with the robot and they kind of build it and experiment and argue about the code. And it's just like a group of them. Not so really the right a, question. The better question is, which, which class do you think you're... you're you're building your career from right. your, you're getting you're going to get the most out of your life yeah from, i mean you know it's, it's clear they love the class yeah but i mean it's just like yeah there's certain things that are going to be fighting robots for a 13 year old boy is about as fun as it gets i mean solve was a lot of fun you know maybe if he'd have if he'd have said look what do you think about the competition you know doing that math math academy yeah. competition so it's solve. not that they it wasn't absolutely they, they definitely r- no, really course. like the class yeah. it's just you know hey do you like this better than going to movies and an ice cream i mean no <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so i just couldn't believe that but hey, it's the washington post owned by bezos is that the one that's owned bezos, by bezos yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so so then um, you might be getting his attention as well yeah maybe the um the KCBS is doing a story on us next week on Wednesday. Uh, now KCBS is who? It's a local CBS affiliate. Oh, got it. Yeah, Los yeah, Angeles. yeah. Um, I haven't. I mean, it's like I've been trying to do any. This just kind of happened. So we're doing this, yeah. and then we'll 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 continue to kind of maybe reach out to like. Some is other. that going to be like one of those? You know, those like cute things at the end of the news. You probably like. So you know how they're like war, destruction, death. And in other news... Yeah, that'd be exactly right. I'm sure... 12-year-olds doing calculus. Something like that. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, so, uh, let me see what... So, the other highlights, um, the, the courses were approved by the University of California as a, a satisfying A through G requirements, which means that the kids get credit for it, goes on their transcript, all that kind of stuff. Mm. That was a kind of big deal. They were yeah. already approved by the board for being sequenced courses, but now they get real credit for it. So, okay. you know, we're no longer... Where this, does that carry, carry to? That carries to... College yeah, and uh, through high school. So through, to, high school, yeah, yeah. through high school, but okay. those are things you need to do to get into college and to graduate and all these kinds of stuff. Huh. Or to, yeah, so halfway there then. Yeah, it was a big deal because you know before we were like this pull out elective, you don't get credit for it. You know, there's a lot of hand rigging. Like, well, what happens if 
you know, they don't take another match. I mean, it was just yeah. a lot of confusion about that. So that was a really good thing. Um, we got a new instructor. Oh, so we hired. But a, you lo- you had lost an instructor, but you know, you replaced them. No, no, we have a we no we have we still have our mathematician instructor Haran. Okay. Um, but we brought in another guy, Chris, who um, he's really experienced AP calculus teacher. You know, won tons tons of teaching awards. Yeah. Really good guy. He has like a he's you know a degree in physics and another master's in engineering. So he's really math. And what does he think and, about the program? He loves it. Well, you know, it's interesting. He. I just found out talking to Helen, who's a director of curriculum, she, she said that, yeah, you know, Chris was a skeptic before. He would come on and see her. He would come by my office sometimes, stop by, and Nadira and I, Nadira was the math, uh, district math coach, and they would be working on stuff, and he'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to be a disservice to the kids, and really, really skeptical, right? Huh. And then uh, then she's like, well, you should really be Jason. You should really go see a class. And then, you know, so many uh, weeks go by, and he comes by, and he's like, and he's like, she's like, oh, so you went to his class? She's like, she's like, what'd you think? He's like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> nice. So, um, you know, we, he came and spoke to my classes and we went to lunch and spent a lot of time talking. He really started to understand it. And um, it, he, now he's teaching too. He's teaching a, a, a sixth, seventh grade combo class at one of the middle schools and a sixth grade class at um, McKinley and, uh, yeah, like he's um he's those people just a workhorse, like get lots of emails, doing this, doing that, trying that. You know, he's just really on it. Like, it's funny because at first he was talking about he's like, well, I think I might do this. I make a, I might not even teach him algebra. I'll just do geometry, and we'll kind of learn algebra along the way. And I was just like, you know what, dude? Like you don't have to do any gimmicks with these kids. Like just go. You know, like you need to you need to go pay. You know, you know, because he's just doing high school students who have varying levels of interest and skill and so it's kind of like you know you have to constantly be like hey shiny stuff pay attention this is neat you should you'll like this it's more as you don't have to worry about those kids you know just what's the most efficient thing you know it's like you know you have someone who wants to learn tennis the instructor you hire if, if someone hires a a tennis pro to teach them how to, to be better tennis you don't have that 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 tennis pro doesn't have to like trick the student into like hey pay attention i'm gonna show you a really cool way to do a mm-hmm. forehand the person's there <laughs> like teach me how to do this. for that reason yeah, yeah so anyway and i was a little i was a little worried that he was going to be going at a really slow pace to start you know not that he would be able to make up for it after he kind of realized but i was just like i told him a couple times like just stick with the plan man like just do it it works and then but he came out went even faster and i was like <laughs> dude <laughs> like he's like giving the first test on the friday of the first week and he was already got through all the preliminary arithmetic stuff and basic algebra and i was like whoa man like because a lot of the kids had 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 been a part of our fifth grade program last year so it was just review for them but they actually had one new kid in there who had never had it and how's that kid doing well it turns out she's like in middle of the pack even still (laughs) he thinks that she may have the strongest mathematical reasoning of any of them so she's he keeps a close eye on her so as long as she's doing fine then it's not too fast she's got she's the anchor she's the one you got to worry about as long as she's doing fine the rest of the class are doing well that's yeah. awesome. So I, anyway, he's he's the other great thing is that he um, for five or six years he's been the district's energy czar. So he would trying to figure out how to make the district more energy efficient. Say, so he saved the district you know millions of dollars and and in doing that. But that he moved out of the position. And that's how we got him. So, but a side effect of that is that he knows everybody in the district, mm. and he has, he's one of those people like everybody likes, everybody knows, everybody trusts. 
So he knows all the principals at all these schools. And so he can just get in there and be like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. That's a big deal for us because we're kind of outsiders. Yeah. Except for one or two schools. And so you have to, you know, and if you're coming in like, oh, we're doing this thing. And How many schools in this district? Was it 25 or something? Uh, there are 18 elementary schools, seven middle schools, and four high schools. Right, right, yeah. yeah 11, So you want it, So you're really going to try and go for getting it across this entire district now? Well, actually, we're only doing middle school, three middle, three of the seven middle schools. Um, the reason is that we test all the kids in fifth grade and the kids who qualify. Um, you know, we, um, we're doing a series of information nights and, and, and a lot of communications to say, hey, your kid has qualified for Math Academy. This is why it's important. This is what it'll do. This is how it works. Here are the three schools that we make it available in. We have, we're going to keep slots open at these various schools, mm. you know? So. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, but you'll test them across, test them across the seven middle schools, but they may uh, have to move through, No, across the 18 elementary schools. Got it. Right. Okay. In fifth grade. So then when we do that early in the fall, so they're way before open enrollment starts, we have the kid, give the parents lots of information, lots of time to really understand what <laughs> it is we're doing. So, for instance, we're having on Wednesday. We're having the first parent information night and ice cream social. We're trying to invite everybody to. Who, this one's actually just for kids who are already in the program and parents who are new to the program to say, let's just get together and meet everybody and answer, you know, talk a little bit of the program and answer questions because it is so out of the box. And people are like, wait, what are you gonna do? Like calculus? I'm like what? Like how? You know. So, um, how how's stuff going? You know, regarding I guess the software side of things and building out the infrastructure of the company. Yeah. Okay. So well, there's two things. So there's the nonprofit. Yeah. And then there's the commercial side. The the, mm. the so the the this commercial side will own the software. The nonprofit, you know, it will, well, the, the 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 commercial entity will will grant free access to the, the nonprofit. Yeah. And then the 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 goal of the nonprofit is to spread the program to other districts. Okay. So uh, and to and to support the current district. Um, so we've, we just filed the paperwork. We're actually just sort of, um, trying to figure our way through some trademark issues and naming issues. So we're trying to decide if we can use math Academy or not and what we can do. Um, so we got our, we had our first board meeting. Um, we have some really heavy hitters on it. Like, uh, the uh, chairman of the, uh, com- mathematical and computer science, computer and mathematical sciences at Caltech is, nice. is on the board. Great guy. Um, and a bunch of other people you would know, but are really influential, you know, people who have a lot of, yeah, a lot of connections or a lot of money or a lot of money and connections and stuff. So just what you need to, to, to make things happen. Um, so we had that. Um, so then the commercial side. So, um, yeah, that I, the problem, there's a real problem right now is that I had to, I spent all summer writing content for the course because we did a summer bridge course which I probably talked about earlier, and I'll just say that we had a number of sixth graders who missed getting the program because they were at the wrong school. Yeah. And they wanted, or they were at the right school and they didn't know about it and they, or something happened, so they want to get into it. So um, they just started doing this online court version of the course where they had to do all, read the tutorials and do the questions online, and then we had TA sessions a couple times during the week. And that started in like the end of April and went to the mid-August, right before school starts. So we had seven kids actually complete the course and do well enough on the on the qualification test to join the program, which was amazing because it was like four years of math and like <laughs> three months, four months. Um, but in order to make that happen, I had to write tutorials for all of these 
topics, right? So for like completing the square, law of signs, you know, solving tr trigonometric equations. I mean, um, you know, I had during the, when teaching the course, I didn't have to work writing tutorials because I'd teach it to my class and go, okay, there are questions, you know, associated with this topic, but you can't do that when there's no class. So that took up all of my time in the summer. I was writing two tutorials a day, every day, at least. Were you just ahead of them? Of them? Yeah, like I was writing it the day of, <laughs> you know, and it was exhausting. And, that's that's very typical of you. And it sucked. <laughs> I wrote I read 142 that's tutorials. Great, it was though, like writing two textbooks or something. So, so that's, but that's there now. Okay, but I should have been writing software all summer. Got it, yeah. And so now I'm in a situation where a lot of the software, the software did not move forward like I wanted it to. The other problem is that the curriculum has not, been moving forward like I wanted it to either. Um, you know, I've told you I've had like f six content developers that I've hired that are like college undergrads or PhD students or a couple people who are recently graduated. And, you know, they're all freelance, you know, and I track them. I have, we have on Slack and I have like a Google Doc and stuff. We track hours and track tasks. And it's really been a big frustration because you know, I've been kind of laid back in the sense of like, just give me the hours you can give me, you know, I'm, I need, I'm looking for, you know, cause I'd always say I, I, I really like 10 to 15 hours a week and people, everyone, everyone just starts by saying, Oh yeah, I like totally do that. And that translation, that means two to five hours a week, mm -hmm. sometimes zero hours for two weeks in a row kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm paying you pretty well. Like, don't you want money? You know, I'm, it's kind of a hard thing to understand. And I, I think it's because maybe they have grants or financial aid or, whatever help from the parents they don't need the money that badly and they're, and it's not like a job where you have to go like when you're in college you have like a work study job it's like okay well i gotta go and be here like when i was in college i had to, i was i had to check ids at the gym right i had my hour set i had to be there saturday morning 8 a.m till one friday so you know it's like you're just there right here it's like you're trying to fit these hours into doing this thing but you have a you have a paper and problem sets and a midterm coming up and you just can't so you're stuff. gonna try and hack them then? Well, you're gonna try and like do some kind of comp competition amongst those guys to get them, you know, motivated. Well, I, you know, part of me is thinking about trying, like, you know, what to do. But then I said, you know, what, I'm gonna go on Upwork and see if I can hire some people. Huh, yeah, some. I, I, I want more professional mm. people. And just the last few days, um. I went and I found a guy who has a PhD in math from University College London yeah. and a uh, good school, native English speaker, which is always a plus. Really, you know, seemed to be, had experience to publish as, as writing publishable content, you know. And then another guy has a master's in math, but he's, he's written a ton of, of content for all, like, all these, like, you know, McGraw-Hill and Pearson and Barron's and that kind of stuff. So he's like... That's what he does. Hmm. And they're are, not going to be... Are they more expensive than the, the locals? A little bit, but... Yeah, they're more expensive, but um, I think they're going to be a lot better. I think... Yeah. There's a, see, there's a big difference between someone who has... You, know, you think people who have degrees in engineering and physics are really strong mathematically, but compared to like a math person, they're not necessarily... Um, maybe a physics person is, but they think about math a little differently. And I don't know, it's just, it's not the same thing I've, I've realized. And 
because math people, what they think about is math. Mm -hmm. You know, they teach math. They, you know, experiment with math. They write papers about math. That's this could be like do. the 10x scenario. You know how like you get a 10x developer? Maybe these two guys just output more, more content than the rest of them put together. You well, know? both of them are going to be like full time. Right, so okay. that's what you do. Like every day, eight hours a day, you crank out tutorials and questions. And you can afford that now because you've got the funds. Right. I, I have the funds. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you you can pay them, right? Yeah, no, I can afford it. I and mean, that's a whole other discussion. But, but you've, ra you've raised enough money to I be able to I haven't raised any money. Wait. This is all me. Wait, I thought that you had... Um, no, that's just... I thought some people had put money into the nonprofit. Yeah, but this is the commercial. Oh. You can't commingle those things. I see. Right? Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm paying for this all out of my own pocket. Got it. Um, but okay. I just decided that, like, look, I mean, it's going to be expensive, but it's going to be, I, I need this done sooner than later, right? I can just space it out and take forever, or we can just get this stuff done. And, you know, there are windows of opportunity to get stuff done. If it drags on for four years, it's just, you know. So you're going to be paying for two full time employees, a wife, three kids yeah <laughs> well i might actually be hired a couple more people part-time or whatever but he's the first guy i've already got some stuff from him he just i got him like onboarded on friday and then he just logged in and did a, like four wrote four tutorials yeah and they're amazing really i mean and That's this is awesome. like not this is like arc length and improper integration and i mean these aren't like these aren't like you know the addition principle in algebra i mean this is like okay like you have to take a little expertise to explain it you got to come up with good problems. You got to work through them correctly. But it was like getting them to write them the way I need them to write them, which I've had real a struggle with because I tried to get the other you know people who I've hired to do that. And yeah. these are people with masters and PhDs in physics and stuff, but they just couldn't write the way I wanted it written. Even though I had a number of conversations with them, so I sat down with him and we went through it. And then he said, "Here, what do you think of this?" And I said, "Yeah, okay." five or six things like you don't need this move this do this and he just totally after like those fixes he got all, it he's like yeah yeah okay i got you I totally get it yep yep so moving forward the rest of it's like that and then he created these graphs where i'm like oh so awesome like it's this is this is as good as i could have done if i tried my best like okay. that is what i want Perfect. i want to gonna like okay and now you can just do it all full time when would when do you think that's going to be available for texting listeners to go through for example well so we were over the summer, I'd been talking with the content developers, like, let's shoot to get a, this other stuff done. I want, if we can get far enough ahead in what the stuff we're going to cover during the year, then we can focus on, like, releasing a, an, a, an initial course. And I, I was going to call it Algebra Fundamentals. So I was, I, you know, I was thinking someone like yourself who said I didn't take it or forgot it. And I want to know if Algebra because there's some programming stuff I want to do. And it'd be nice to just know enough Algebra so I can do some other stuff. And I was like, something like a six-week course. Something that would be long enough to learn something, but short enough that you could stick with it. It wouldn't be like a... Well, you know that, I mean, obviously, you know that I will be to test that for you. I know, you'd be one I of, do yeah. want to do it, yeah. So yeah, so, I mean, I thought, <laughs> there's a number of people like you who, <laughs> texting listers of people say, hey, man, let me know, I'd, I'd, I'd do it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I kind of thought about, I mean, it would also be for, you know, kids and people of all ages, but I thought, you know, let's, it'd be great to have that available when the Washington Post article comes out. But... The problem is they just did not get enough done this summer as much yeah. as I, because I would like work on stuff and they come back week and I'm like, nothing's getting done. I'm like, let's go. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to get, and then it would be, and I've just, I'm at this point, I'm just kind of giving up. I'm just like, you know what? Like, I don't like, it's not like I have to fire anybody because they work so little, it doesn't make a difference. It's like, all right, you want to do some problems, notice, do, pro yeah. do some problems or not do some problems. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to get some professionals in here and we're just going to move this ball forward, you yeah. know? Um, 
it's, it's been really frustrating because I like them all personally and they're all nice people and they're intelligent people and they're educated people. But it's just a real lesson about are you committed to something or not? And they're not committed to math. They like Math Academy. They talk like, oh, I think it's so great. I'm so glad to be a part of it. But I'm like fourth on their list, you know? And when you're fourth on someone's list, you're getting scrap time. You know, oh, I got a couple, I got a couple hours on Sunday night. And then, you yeah. know, maybe I'll get in some on Wednesday morning for an, and like, no, 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 no. Like that's, that, that is not going to work. You know, I, what I should have said, what I can say was like, look, either you do 10 hours a week minimum or that's it. elevate, which is fine. We'll just call it the end. But because I, because the problem is, and the other problem is I had like, I would just create a bunch of topics and to get done and assign people's names to it. So it wasn't coming out in a sensible order. It was just well, like randomly happening. I, I, I just suddenly realized that there was not an, a sense of ownership. So nobody owned it. And then the editors would go and they would give feedback on it. And because be, we had like every type of comments on the t- task and they'd be like, oh, try and do this. Or you need to add this and da, da. And there'd be a lot of back and forth of like a task and would add some questions and someone would comment on it and fix a couple things. And I'm like, finish it already. It's been so, sitting around since the middle of Are these June. guys creators and editors? Uh, the editors are, and then the, um, the creators. But like the, these new guys, you've so got. So I call them question writers and, and, and editors. These new guys are going to be like the level of editors, essentially. Yeah, but I'm going to, they, they will write questions, but they may not write a ton of questions. What I like them to do is write like a handful of what I call exemplar questions so that someone else can come in and say, okay. Tutorials? Created, yeah, they write the tutorial. Yeah. So let's say you write a tutorial on arc length, okay? And, you know, go through, this is what it is, and give a few examples, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, you have a, a database of questions associated with the topic, right? And, you know, we have 20 or, you know, start off with initially 10, but we'd like to have, I'd have 20 to 30 questions for every topic of varying degrees of difficulty. Well, there's usually only so many different ways you can ask one or ask a question like that. And there's certain, and, and usually there's a handful of ways that test different aspects of it, but are really that topic and aren't something else. And what you want a, someone who's really expert to come in and go, okay, look, I've analyzed the topic. There are four question types, really. You either ask it this way, you ask it this way, you ask it this way. I've, asked, I've, had, I've, I've created an easy couple mediums and a hard. I've asked it three different ways and I've tested it from angles. You kind of like spread it out over the parameter space. And then you come to some you question where you say, all right, go create three more, three or four more, like each one of those, but vary things up in, in intelligent ways. Don't just change the number from three to five or X to Y. Like you, you get what this one is. You see how it's different? Like, it, you know, do something like that. And that takes less expertise. Takes less analysis and thought. It just kind of some. They just have to understand the topic and go. Okay, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's cheaper because they're less expensive. And then the editor, author, whatever you want to call them, they can go on write another tutorial, write some more exemplars, whatever. Um, that's kind of an ideal situation. Now, what was happening here is my editors. They weren't able to write like I wanted to write, so I just basically revoked writing privileges. I just said, I'm just going to do it because nobody's. I went through and I and every tutorial they wrote. I deleted and rewrote completely from scratch, <laughs> which was incredibly disappointing and irritating. But I was like, damn it. Like, you know, it's just, it's not right. Like it's, you're writing this as if you're writing for, an un, for under your, your class notes for an undergraduate course. These are 12 year olds, 11 year olds. Like they're not going to read three pages. They're going to read these five sentence paragraphs talking about like, no, one sentence paragraphs, two sentence paragraphs, short sentences. Give me a concrete example. Like let's, you know, <laughs> Which is kind of going to work well for people like me because, you know, 
it's 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 easier for anyone to it's read better short for sentences. everybody it's better for everyone it's better for it's just like, yeah the bar when you lower you, you it's like you know those things like explain it to me like i'm a 10 year old or something like that those kind of reddit things well well isn't there the quote that like i you know if you don't if you can't te- if you can't teach something in a simple way then you don't really understand it yeah i hear Feynman or einstein right. said that. i think Feynman and uh you know someone really smart said that and they're yeah. right but it's like if if you can't explain it in a way that somebody who should have be able to understand should has the preparation the the requisite the pre- they have the prerequisite material in hand that they should be able to do it if they don't understand it you've done a crap job it's your fault it's not their fault it's your fault if their eyes glaze over after 10 minutes and they're lost that is your fault right and so i i tell them like we're writing this like you're writing um marketing copy Okay, I, nice. I was channeling Joanna <laughs> Weave, right? Nice. I was like, you know, I was like, look, we're using white space, we're using header breaks, we're writing short sentences, we're writing active tense, we are, you know, showing simple examples like that. Like, but normally people write education, they don't write like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, because my thought is, okay, if I have a student, a middle school student, read this and not understand it, you know what they do? They just shrug, I don't understand it. They give up. And now, now you have a kid who doesn't understand the material. Now it's my problem. Now they come to class, they don't understand. And there's like an emotional problem with it because they're frustrated or their parents are like, oh, they don't understand and this and that. Like, I need to make sure you understand this. Interesting how you're merging all the different domains that you've been involved in. Yeah. Like, the only, the only piece missing is high frequency trading or unless that's somehow it probably in is so we thought about it probably is but i but you know these a lot of these um these question writers they they don't necessarily think like that you know like i was talking to one of them and she's like well at caltech they trained us like i don't give a damn what they told you at caltech right that's not relevant here like you do not present a new idea as an abstraction. You present it in simple terms and give concrete examples first. That is the easiest way to understand things, you know, especially at this age, you know, and I like kind of, so anyway, as you can see, I have a little bit of pent up frustration about this. So I'm finally <laughs> like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm now I'm going to do something about it, you know, and um, I should have done something about it sooner. I just wasn't really sure how to, solve it i wasn't sure that i could find people this easily on upwork which i have so but i'm really excited about these uh couple of guys i think it's gonna make a big difference but so now that i can get them going um uh i'm going to uh start to be able to spend more of my time focusing on the actual software which is really in need of some work i mean it's it, it I, I i you know but if I can do that, then, um, you know, I think we should be, I, I just was trying to launch a course in September, but I'm thinking really realistically, maybe January, okay. but like, let's, we need to, I need to get the, fo- the, the software needs to go through a number of iterations, a lot of features and fixes and things. And then we get there. When you release those courses, will you just be releasing them as free in, yeah. um, for betas testers or, Oh, well, there'll be like a little beta period for some people, but I mean, that's not really what I'm doing. I mean, well, it- it'll be kind of thing. Like you can go through a few things. It'd be like code Academy or those things you go yeah. through and you can do a couple sample things. It'll be like $19 a month and then you can do it. And nice, nice. It'll track your learning progress and have a whole learning map and do all these kinds of things. It'll make it, I mean, if you're not, if $20 a month is too much for it, then you don't really want to learn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you can't afford right. it at 20, like you don't really care. So in which case, you know, it's not not a customer that I'm interested. As in. Phil would say, have you done any business modeling? Have it? Yeah. Well, he's have a good you, point. Um, like, have, have you thought about like 
you know, for your commercial side, what kind of um, subscription numbers are you looking at? You know, how many people are you thinking? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I mean, I'm building it anyway. Yeah, whether exactly. So right. it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, I'm building it. I'm just and I've. I, I mean, it's it's a gigantic market. Yeah. I mean, everybody has to learn math up to a certain level in the United States and in most of the world, right? Most everybody has the web. There are, the, it, if you look at your, what's the quality of online math education if you want to go learn something, at best is a two-star experience. There's no five-star experience. You go on, you watch a couple of videos, maybe you search mm -hmm. around, you find a, you know, you find a, you know, this Khan Academy thing's pretty good. There's a couple of practice questions. That's it. Mm. It's mostly crap. It has not been solved. Um, yeah, the Khan Academy doesn't really deal with the um, fluency side of things. It's just like telling you stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, there's, yeah, so it's, nobody's really done it. So, I mean, is it a $10 billion company? You know, I don't, I'm talking about, I mean, could it support, at the very least, could it support a, a small business? Uh, there's no question. It's mm. not even, oh, a, yeah. it's not even a question. I'm not would, even worried about it. Would you ever go lower? Like, would you do courses for, 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 for lower level math? Or is that something that you... You know, he might, but I'm, I'm less interested in things too low. I mean, there's a tons of people building like your addition and multiplication apps and there's that just, just super crowded with people doing that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, could I might, my, my interest is like, let's just start at kind of like the entry high Focus school on level, your passion. you know, and yeah. let's, let's go and go up through a college. Right. You know, let's go up through undergraduate level math. Cause that's the stuff that we're, it, it just is, there's just not a really good stuff to do. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of good solutions for that. Nobody's really solved Will that problem. Will you give ever certificates? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we could. Yeah, I guess we could give certificates. You know, it's because people have done the course and they've, they've passed it, you know, unless they're cheating. Well, we could totally do stuff like that. I mean, I, I mean, this stuff is so far down the road that I just yeah. haven't really worried about it. But okay. um, I think, yeah. I mean, and then we could, you know, we could, I, I mostly I'll just probably stick with math, but you know, we could easily move into physics and science and things like that. Mm. But, you know, um, I think uh, math is such a huge domain. You might as well just stick there, stick with that. All right. Well, but, oh, got, one thing I was going to say, okay. um, we, uh, uh, well, let me just a couple of things on this and we'll just move on. I, I was going to say we've done like 45 minutes. Yeah. So, so I just say, so I hired a designer to do the actual Math Academy website, the nonprofit oh, thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she's, she's amazing. She's did a bunch, a couple of startups that I, one of the startups that I've worked with and that, um, and, uh, I, I've always, I've kept her contact info because when I saw the stuff she did, I was like, she's amazing. And so finally got her going and, you know, so we spent a little bit of money on that. So we should have like a, <laughs> Yep. Only professional, as opposed to like brought to you by Jason Roberts <laughs> right. on Sunday afternoon kind of website design. So um, that's really awesome. Um, let's see the other high. Let me just say, make a couple notes. I just want to just make sure I don't. Oh, also, I think I'm going to hire a developer for this website for the Math Academy. That is very sensible. I mean, I, I need I need to go a few more rounds with it. Are you going to do? Not, does it? If you hire a developer, are you going to like say, I, "I need it done in this language. I need it done a specific language." Or oh yeah, you? yeah. I mean, I think it was kind of thing where I would, um, I would work with them. Like maybe we would uh, pair code. You I think know, it's very sensible. Yeah, for a month or so, mm -hmm. and then, I mean, it's it's all it's already built in Node, and you know, we're. I mean, yeah, it's, it's got to be in a way that I can get at any point and do stuff. You can tweak it. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to run off and do it, and you know. Rails or Anything something else. Um, 
So looking at my thing. Oh, I got a I got a bunch of talks coming up because of Math Academy. I'm going to talk at um, NASA. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm just the National Association of School Administrators. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to record these things? Get them on video. Uh, oh, by yeah, the way, be yeah, they'll be. I'm sure. Talking about video. video, did you put a link to the solve um, highlight reel on, oh, yeah. the, on the blog? On on texting, I don't think so. Well, oh, maybe well, we should do that then in, in this okay. in this show, yeah, because it's good. So I'm giving a talk to Innovate Pasadena's forum. Oh, nice. So they're um we're at Caltech in like a, I guess it's next month. So he they wanted a title for the talk, and so I called it disrupting public a disrupting public education via guerrilla startup tactics. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I get get a ticket to that, or yeah, is that like a closed thing? Oh no, yeah, I'd love I, to come to that. Yeah, nice. And then I'm speaking at Principal for a Day, which is like a, I think a thousand people come in the community. It's like they bring all the big shots to the community, try and get them interested in the public school. And this is just, a, it's just a question of time before TEDx, or TED, <laughs> TED Talk. Well, TEDx is not really uh, that. You know, uh, the way that you get TED Talks do. is people submit you. So oh, maybe some texting listeners should submit you. For, for TED or TEDx? Yeah, for TED. Really? Yeah. Mm. I think so. TEDx, I think you just contact the, you just, it's yeah. like, you know, whoever's the organizer say, hey, San Juan. I mean, so it's like TEDx. No, no, no. Baltimore. I was, I was talking about TED. Yeah. You know, um, so the other, the last thing I'll talk about, which is kind of interesting is, so I was contacted by a parent over in La Cunada. La Cunada is sort of a, a wealthy area next door. Yeah. Um, Beautiful houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so... He's he's the um, he coaches their math Olympiad team, their junior high math Olympiad team, and he read about us in one of the local um, articles, and and eventually uh, was like, oh, you know, I wonder if maybe our kids could come over and and participate and solve. And I was like, well, I'm not sure. They won't really stand a chance. <laughs> Is it, after, <laughs> so we ended up getting together and we got a couple of times breakfast. After he saw the video, he's like, oh, no, uh, no I, I, never mind. He's like, I did, they would get wiped. I had no idea what you were, because you tell people stuff and they don't really get it until they see it. Right. You know? Um, so after like this, the second time we got together, you know, we had the documentary people. Every time I meet with someone, we're talking to the documentary people following me around and biking me. I'm like mic'd up, like spend half my day mic'd up, which is so weird. That's awesome. But of course you get, I, I've learned to just ignore it that I'm totally myself. So the, so the documentary thing's becoming a major part of your life. Now, one question, have they got investment, the documentary company? Or are they still? Uh, they're actually still looking for. They're still self-funded. They're looking for, I think they could raise like 10 to 15 grand for the, ultimately it'll cost like 100 to 150 to produce the whole thing. Okay. But they're looking for initial 10 to 15 seeds. So I've got them in touch with a couple of people. Hopefully we can help them out. Um, yeah, I mean, actually they don't, I don't spend half my day, Mike, I'm exaggerating, but anytime something interesting happens, I'm like, I'm going to meet with this person. I'm going to do that. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll, be, we'll meet you there. And then they show up <laughs> 10 minutes of four and mic me up. Nice. Stuff. So um, we're at that top, we're, we're I, I guess the second or third time I had breakfast with this guy and I was showing him the system and he's just like, Oh God. Yep. This is right. Oh man. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. This is exactly the way to do it. And he's just like, I get, I got to get my kid. Like, how, how can we get our kids in this? And I was like, well, I, uh, you know, I guess come to Pasadena or, you know, and he's like, well, yeah. And so he's like, well, I'm going to go talk to some parents. Cause they, there was a group of them that had kind of tried to push the school district to offering an accelerated track because the way it works now in California, a lot of states, they just have common core and everybody does common core, which is, after all, common. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's size medium. No matter what size you are, you're wearing a size medium shirt. Right. That's really how it works. So 
and these are all like JPL parents. So they're all endlessly frustrated because their parent, kids are bored to death and it's just not a challenge for them. And they're just, you know, frustrated. Okay. So, um, he said, Hey, I, uh, he's like, so I set up a meeting, the, uh, with the superintendent and the vice superintendent and, um, the, uh, a couple of the uh, school board members will be there and maybe some principals and a bunch of parents. I was like, Oh, that was a good idea. <laughs> like, I think I know how this is going to go. <laughs> and so we go over there, Sandy and I go over there and you know, they have they, the documentary people come over to shoot it, but they wouldn't allow the doc them to shoot it. Okay. Which is probably a good thing. And I'll just put it this way. It was like, it's the closest you're ever going to see to a group of JPL parents throwing a riot. You know, they were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I mean, they were like, well, what, wait, what was the, what, so first of all, the, we're talking about the district, the Lacanada School District. Yeah. So, 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 the, so the, they're basically saying well, no or yes. Well, so or here's what, what happens. So here's, here's how I start this. So I get up and I start going through the history and basically describing what it is and what we're going to do. And, da, da, da. and so at first it's a little like confusion and a little shock. Like, wait, what are you saying? They're going to do calculus in middle school. They're going to do undergraduate. You know, it just it seems very out there. Yeah. And then once they start to understand, then you go through the, all the cognitive learning hacks that we use and all this stuff. And they start going, Jesus Christ, I guess that does work. Wow. You know, they start putting the, they start, the piece start falling in their head. They become fascinated. And then they start getting really excited. And then <laughs> one of them says, turns, kind of turns to the superintendent. Says, so what is it going to take for us to, to get something like here? This sounds just amazing. And all the parents are like kind of clapping. And, and the superintendent's like, well, we would really have to evaluate and think strategically about this and uh, da, 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 you know, basically a brush <laughs> off. And you get just this visible growl. Parents are like, oh, you know. And so after it got to, but then, then it got to like 6.30. So we've been there like an hour or more, hour and 15 minutes. And finally the, the superintendent kind of nudged the parents and said, hey, you know, it's, we need to wrap this up, right? And so he kind of stands up and says, okay, so we scheduled this for our, you know, to 6.30. So, um, you know, we need, this is, bring this thing to a close. He's like, however, if you'd like to stick around to ask, you know, Jason and Sandy questions, you're welcome to stay. Not a single person moved from their seat. I mean, just packed. Nobody left. And you'd see the, 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 the board members and the superintendents are all like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it goes like an entire another hour of just answering questions. And then the cameras are getting even more excited. And then Finally, the, they stand up again. They're like, well, the custodial crew is coming in, so we really need to, like, you know. And so then we can, people finally stand up and start, but then everyone just crowds around us. And then it goes to, like, 8.15. Finally, finally, people start peeling off and, like, oh, well, this is amazing. Well, I just, we got to do something. They're, like, strategically, like, how can we do this? And can we do this? Can we, you know, trying to finagle. And, uh, you know, we're just like, well. Um, so... Anyway, a group of the parents, it was like a couple days like go by. I don't even hear from the guy. And I was like, is the documentary crew seeing that last part? Yeah, the they're, see they're seeing this whole thing. So they're just like, damn no, but are, they, are they filming the second part? Like once, once no, the official no, meeting they was missed over. the whole thing. They oh, were just, crap. And they yeah. just, they're just watching and they're just like, man, we should have filmed this. This would have been good. Yeah. And so then um, I call him, his name's Sugi. I call him uh, two days later. I text him and I was like, so what do you think? Because he didn't say anything to me. And I was like, he had to leave before to go pick up his kid so he was there until the very end I, I never talked to him after and um so he said although when he came back to get his car to pick up his kid like he said there were still people there like at 8 30 so he was like oh wow so but when i but when i talked to him or when i texted him i said hey so what'd you think and um he gets back to me he's like yeah the 
the the uh, the top, the presentation was fantastic. He's like the I got you know the a lot of the moms just they really connected with Sandy, so that was great. And it's like yeah, they're just he's like now the parents won't stop talking to me about it. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like however the administration wants my head on a pike. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, long and short of it is the a group of parents have decided that they're just going to go rogue and they've just created their own after school thing. They're just doing themselves, and the school won't even give them a room, so they're just doing it at one of their houses nearby. Can't they? Can't they follow your methods? Oh yeah, yeah. So they came in, they sat in and uh, in four of our classes, sat in two of Haran's classes and my two classes, and and we talked them through everything and I set up the classes online and I said, here, do this, do this, do this. And so they're, they're doing, and he's an engineer. They're both engineers at Caltech and she's a theoretical physicist at, at Caltech. So they are both. This is like the Hyperloop situation. It's like there's these different rogue Hyperloop uh, <laughs> startups starting up all kind yeah. of based on the same principles. Yeah. Well, so, but yeah, are you going to ever, are you going to like try and be officially involved with them in some capacity? Well, we, yeah. So we're, because Sandy was like, look, we need to make sure that they do this right, and da-da-da. And I said, yeah, yeah, we, okay, fine. And so she's, I think she's going to go over this week and sit on at least one or two classes and, and make sure they're kind of doing things the right way. You know, because there's, there's, a, very, there's a reason we do a lot of these things. Are they going to use your material? They do it. They're going through the system. Perfect, okay. Yeah, they're great. doing everything. Um, although I think he might be assigning a few too many problems, but I'll have to talk to like So how does that just technically, I mean, so they're going through your stuff like what's your relationship is it a financial relationship with them no no You're i'm just, just i'm like dude this is like an alpha it's the version non-profit of the product thing? this is the nonprofit. i mean and ideally the way it would work a district would come to us and say hey we would really like to implement this program how do we go about it and we would have program in a box here's the here's the curriculum here's the software here's well here's how we train and certify you and there's how you have to certain milestones and make sure otherwise you, if you don't do it right you can't use our software curriculum got it you know then good luck um, because I don't want to get a, a bad name because you've had, you've done a half-assed implementation. So this is like your alpha test for that. Yeah, this is the alpha. This is, you know, the first person that comes by and says, Hey, you know, and he's already like asked for some feature stuff. Oh, can we can do this. It'd be nice if I could do that. And you know, all of them are on point. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, so I'm like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me, I know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's, that's really cool. Oh, and the other last thing I'm going to say, the one thing I started doing, so I sent, so Jay Matthews, the the Washington Post reporter, I was almost going to tell him about this meeting and okay. have him show up to it. That presentation, I said, nah, that would probably wouldn't be a good idea. Although he knows about it, he's finding it very. And he's like, that's very interesting, you know, because the the district, the district wants the status quo. They don't want to deal with this. Like, hey, we're a good school district. You know, we just do our thing. We we just follow the Common Core and da da da. And they're fine. Now all of a sudden, the parents realize that their kids are four or five years behind our kids that they're not even in the same game and their parents but are they like, shouldn't be because they're all they're all the jpl that's parents. right so so it's they live in the J, next to jpl so it's 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 ridiculous and it's embarrassing and they're all just in shock and so the parents are not going to stand for it over time probably and, the, and i think ultimately dist, many districts will have to be shamed into doing it because if they can get away with doing less people will do less right that's mm-hmm. how humans are if they can get away with doing less well they do less. I, I i want i think you do just a slight disservice to the specific superintendent because obviously there's progressive superintendents and then there's like conservative well, that's what I ones. Said. I said, you know, it some, depends on, yeah. yeah, some superintendents will like, will, will be really excited about it and some will not want to do stuff. But mm. for those second, for the latter kind, um, 
they will have to be pushed because yeah. see the thing is a lot of them have really bought into this whole common core math they think there's the marketing has been incredible it's rigorous and it's this and it's that and people even though it's just just mostly just bullshit they think it's just a system credit curriculum but all they've done is slowed things down even more than they were mm-hmm. and the kids who are really good at math the kids who want to do math competition stuff they're not doing that no right they're not it's not it's not even it's not even so it's, it's just like the kids who go to Juilliard are not, you know, their focus isn't what's going on in band practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or right. music class. It's just silly. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I, I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, it's a good model for us to kind of help an external group get going. And I mean, ultimately, that's our, 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 our charter is like, look, what are we doing? We're trying to get as many kids through this program as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think also what might happen is that a bunch of these middle school kids, if they don't have a high school program, they can come to Pasadena High School. Mm-hmm. So we can just grab their six or eight or 10 kids and we yank and we pull them all in. Because they'll be like, because they can do it when they're middle school, but they get to high school. It's like, are you really going to teach high school kids? I mean, so. So, um, so moving on topics, yeah. um, I don't think I'm the only one who's interested to know how your uh, Bitcoin experiment's going. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll just, uh, I'll just do a little recap um, as far as I remember what we said on the last show was that uh, you. A friend of yours who had met you through your Wirequit uh, Wirequit algorithmic trading to do web startups blog post. Someone who you'd met through there, they had started doing Bitcoin trading. They were doing pretty well. They sent you an email. They said, "Hey, I've done, I've been doing this for six months and I made a bit of cash. I'm doing pretty well." And you were like, "Hmm, maybe I'll give you ten grand." And so you gave them some gave them some cash. And well, it went a little different than that. I. So we had worked together on a project, dipped our toes in a project a few years ago. He reached it, out right. uh, about a year ago, less, I guess. Less, but he found you through the work at Algorithmic Trading Blog that's Post, right. right? Yeah. And he reached out a year ago and said, hey, I just wanted to say hi and, you know, just just tell you how much I enjoyed working with you and Guy on how much I learned and just, you know, want to check in on you guys. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really nice. And I just asked him, I said, so are you trading again? He's like, yeah, yeah, I started trading, you know, crypto again and doing pretty well. And I was like, oh, well. And he's like, well, I <laughs> put in four grand and now I'm up to 37. And I was like, hmm, okay. So, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> what if I give you 10 and you just trade that and I'll give you like 20% of the profit? See what happens. And he's like, he's like, uh, uh, like I had to kind of convince him. I'm like, listen, dude, I am. Very what, what was his objections? Oh, he didn't want to lose your money. He didn't want to lose. It. He didn't want the pressure of it. You know, he, you know, it's like there's a lot that you take someone's money and manage it. And that's like you have all this, you have all pressure. Because if it's if you screw up, it's just his money. If he loses my money, he's gonna feel bad. Now he's gotta maybe, maybe I would start breathing down his neck and get mad at it. I mean, there's always kind of things that happen when you take people's money, mm-hmm. right? It's just a headache. And but you were chilled about it. I was like, listen, man, I, I'm a big boy. I have spent a lot of my life in the financial markets. I know how it's easy to lose money. I understand volatility. I have other stuff to worry about. And I said, I wouldn't give you 10 grand if I wasn't willing to lose 10 grand. Okay. To me, it's like, it's probably gone, but this is gonna be an interesting experiment. You know, if I was giving you 200 grand, maybe I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so He's like, all right, you know, and I said, I promise you, I'm not even gonna. And I said, let's do a one year lockup. I won't touch it for a year. And so then come. Well, yeah. So last show, we spoke about it, and you had said the figure, you had said that that 10 grand had 10x'd. You said that last show. Was it? I think, yeah, it was, it was 100, 100 grand last show. Okay. 
So um, yeah, well, so he did pretty well with your ten grand, and that was what three months ago, two and a half months ago. Yeah, that was a while ago, and it's you so know what's the number now? Well, I, I I think at the point it's gone to a level now that it would not be um, uh, polite to discuss it. You know, you at a certain point, and it just sounds obnoxious. So I'm not gonna. Let's just say it's doing well. Okay. Okay, it's doing well. It's like, All oh, right. I made ten grand, I made fifty. People are like, oh, that's great. At a certain point, people are like. It's just obnoxious. So I would just say it's doing well. But hey, it could all disappear tomorrow. So, so, so you know. if there's anything that this has taught me, it's that get-rich-quick schemes are actually genuine. They are really possible. It can happen. You can just meet a, a random person. You can just give them 10 grand, and you can make a lot of cash as a result. Well... <laughs> it happens. 90, 99 times out of 100, <laughs> that person's going to take your money, or it's going to lose it. Or 99... 9,999 times. I mean, it's just... Here's the thing. I... He had done this three times. This was the third time that he had done that since I'd known him. We put money in and traded for a number of months and, and done well. And I'm like, okay, so he's clearly has some skill. And he'd done it both trading from the long and short side, so he wasn't just writing so, the market Oh, you up. tried to give it to him? Oh, I didn't try to, but I just knew. he. I had talked through it, you know, when he okay. had done it. So he had done it. Oh, oh, so he'd done it when, when like, the, Back the Bitcoin was going up, when yeah. Bitcoin was going down? Yeah. Yeah, and okay. So I was like, okay, so it's not just a market conditions thing. Like, you know, the bull market of 2000, everybody makes money. So, you know, everybody's a trading genius. Um, and when I would talk to him about it, I mean, he really understood the markets i mean he understood every coin and who the developers were and what this exchange and that exchange oh, and this okay. rule i mean it was like he lives in that world okay that's you know you know when you run into experts of any kind and they just they just yeah that's all they, they they know everybody and everything about it that makes sense and he was one of those people and um he just loved trading and mm. the funny part of course is he just drove trucks for a living <laughs> 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 you know you remember when i said i was going to take out the money that I made off Tesla and give it invested in MV Code Club, I was taking out seventy five grand. Yeah, and I think a lot of people emailed me like, "Dude, Jason's crazy." Like that's right. A number of people said that is just crazy. That was into MV Code Club, which, by the way, we'll talk about how that's. Doing. Yeah, yeah, but I knew I knew the market. I had been doing it myself. I was the one to convince Doug to start it. I knew Doug from college. I knew every. I knew his experience level. Like this is not a dumb bet, yeah. right? Yeah. But likewise, I knew. A lot about this market. I knew a lot about Dom. I'd known him for years. I knew how he made money. I knew why he was making money. I had interrogated him about all different things he'd done. I'm like, okay, like I'm convinced this guy has skill. Yeah. And because the market sometimes is hard to, to 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 distinguish between the two, between luck and luck and skill. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. And usually it's luck. But some people are consistently good. They win way more than they lose. Or when they win, they win a lot more than when they they lose. He went. He went so deep. Like he knows it's inside out. But he That's does. the difference. That yeah. is what he does. You know? Um, so I was like, you know, it's a worth bet. But of course, it, at first it went down for a while. You know? I was like, oh, of course. How long? Okay. <laughs> so like the, February. That was like your expected. Four months. Like, yeah. oh, there we go. It was down to like six grand. And I was like, well, there goes a 10 grand. You know? Yeah. Okay. But I was like, and then he called me up. I think I said this before, but I'll tell him. He called me up and he's like, hey, Jason, I just want to let you know I've set, a, I set, a, I've set aside some Bitcoin to make you whole. And I just, I'm like, Dom, absolutely not. I'm not taking in your money. I think like, I really I appreciate that, but that's absolutely not going to happen. I bet on you. You owe me nothing. Just go do your thing. Yeah, go do your thing. And he's like, all right, all right. And then that's when it started making money, you know. <laughs> and uh, so he changed up his strategy and adjusted to the market conditions and whatever. And so he's just done 
exceptionally well. So after the year's up, we're going to cash out half and use that to fund Math Academy stuff. You think that this may be a silly question, but do you think that like machine learning could do what he's done? Or do you think it's just because he's, he's this kind of human machine who's soaked up every aspect of this? He knows the developers. He knows the situation. Is it all that extra knowledge that well, just you know, makes it's, it? It's interesting. So like I know some people who that's what they do for a living and they do well. Um, but it takes years of dedication oftentimes to really get these things to be extremely profitable and then to keep them profitable. And you know, it's funny, I was listening to some interviews. I, I, a lot of times I would just listen to these interviews with traders, just because my mind would be on it. So I'd listen to like, over a period of month, I'd listen to like 50 interviews, you know, right. a couple with a bunch of systematic traders. And this one guy's talking, he's doing all this stuff and this and that. And, and you know, they were diverse. It was really sophisticated. And uh, it was like, in the end of day, he was making 30% return a year. And I was like, all right. I mean, that's good compared yeah. to what most people are getting. That's good. Yeah. But that is nothing compared to what Dom can do. Yeah. Not I mean, even close. So I'm like, but you know, it could be that their risk is much lower. Like we have higher volatility, you know, our portfolio, you know, my account goes up and down more than his, you know, so our sharp ratio may not look as good. Sharp is risk adjusted return. But, um, you know, it's like 30% return a year. It's like, that takes a long time to make a lot of money doing that. Unless you're managing a lot of other people's That's money. That's what I always think about like investing in stock. Like the, what, what happened with you and Tesla is like such a rare scenario in stock in the stock market, right? And it's a, it's almost like it has to be a stock that's super cheap. You know what I mean? Because otherwise it can't like 10x, it can't 5x. Yeah, it's harder. If well, you buy a stock for, for 300, there's no way it's going to get to like 900 or... A, well, you know, the Ber Berkshire Hathaway, it's if their have stocks have done that and they split and stuff like that. I got like it, that. yeah, yeah. But, but it's... Yeah, the bigger things get, the harder, the, 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 the more they're constrained by the, 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 the size of the market and the size of the yeah. world, you know, and the size of the human race. You know, it's like, um, it's easier, but I don't know. I mean, I think to make a lot of money, it's, it helps to be a contrarian, mm -hmm. you know, to do stuff that people aren't doing and see things other people aren't seeing. Um, you also got to be opportunistic. I mean, look, maybe I'm just lucky. I could just be lucky. You know, I might just get lucky with Tesla. I got lucky with MV Code Club. I got lucky with Dom. I got lucky with other. I mean, I just be. I could just be lucky. Well, you've but you've done some bad deals. I mean, yeah, you've, you've been unlucky in life as well. I mean, you're just getting luckier but, in your old age. But I mean, I'm talking <laughs> about my investment decisions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. And but what I try and do is, you know, if I see something that's like really a good opportunity, I go in hard. Where most people sit on the side and they go, oh, maybe, and this and that, and they think about it, you know. I, you know, every case I've gone in big, you know, mm -hmm. I bet big. I said, you know what? I, I do my research and I go, this is such a misprice. This is such an opportunity. And what I is go, the deal with MV Cope Club? Uh, we have what, like four or five locations now. <laughs> and we have, nice. you're not even tracking it anymore. I mean, uh, we go five maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of on the borderline of being, in the black, consistently in the black, where Doug can pay himself a market salary. Are you ever going to uh, like get an investment for it, or are you just going to well, keep bootstrapping? We do. We 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 spent some time. We had a we had a, a lawyer who was like GitHub lawyer, like a big time guy who yeah. was connecting us to lots of places. And you know, it's hard to get investment for brick and mortar. Yeah. Because the VCs don't follow that model. They're not looking for that kind of return. They want a zero or a hundred X. Yeah. They're not yeah. looking for something like this. This is really the sweet spot for like an angel investor to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put in 50 grand and you know, 
I'm going to guess I'm going to five X it and 10 at 10 X that over the X more years. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like chances are it's probably going to succeed or I probably won't lose much, but if, when I, if I win, I'll five or 10 X my money over. Yeah. You know, like that's a real, as an individual investor, that's a great deal Yeah. to do something like that. And VCs aren't interested in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, just generally speaking, that's been our, I mean, we, I pretty much do that going in and then we, we definitely prove that have talked a lot. I mean, once he builds it up to like 20 or 30 places, then you could, that's, it, it could potentially, I'm just saying like for for you as an investor, like he could exit that then, you know, like he could yeah, sell it I, and that's I'm, a big deal for you. I told him, so for me, I'm like, look, my goal for Doug, I like Doug, I want you making a million dollars a year. What do we need to do to get you make a million dollars a year? What do we got to do? Like that's, let's get there. You know, so he's, so he worked at back camera, how many locations, like we get there within five to seven years or depending, like if he could spike it, you know, could get the point. And I was like, cause you know, I'll be making 150 if he's making a million or something like that. Right. Yeah. 200 if he's making a million. I'm like, you know, but I'm like, I'm not worried about me. I want my friend to hit it. You know, you've gotten close. Like, let's make this thing work. And um, so I'm just kind of like a cheerleader for him. I don't really care. I'm like, whatever you want to do. Do you want to, if you want to investment and try and hyper grow it and then sell it, or you want to hold on to it? I said, I think the best option ultimately would be just to grow it organically, get us to, you know, once you get up to like 15 or 20 locations in the next five to seven years, I said, it's just going to be a cash cow and you're going to be able to chill. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I said, so I said, if we go and take investment or we try franchising or do all this stuff, it just really complicates just lose things. Lose control. Yeah. I just like let's just let's just grow. We just just got to get another year or two to get really comfortably in the black where he's really paying himself something that he's comfortable at, and that he and then we have a war chest of money. So there's like, okay, we can suffer three or six month downturn and the economy goes south that we're not going to get killed. You know, mm-hmm. we're not quite there yet. We're we're kind of, we're, you know, we're getting there. We're mm. operating in the black. He's able to pay himself, you know, and uh, it's good. You know, we got, it's, it's getting to be a mature operation. You know, we got summer camps and classes and, you know, I guess we have four, like we have Redwood City, San Francisco, Green Bay, and Mill Valley. We have four, but then yeah. we have, we're at lots of different schools and after school programs too. Awesome. So it's good. Good. So, but anyway, one thing about the, the Bitcoin thing is, are they altcoin trading? What's awesome about it is that I can use that, you know, just like take the Tesla money and put an MB code club. Mm -hmm. I'm able to take this money and turn that into funding for math Academy. Yeah. That is going to be very cool. Yeah. I mean, so I don't have to go out and raise money and do stuff. It's like, I can fund it because that's what Sandy says. I said, come October 1st when we've been a year and we, it's all long-term capital gains. Then we are going to take out half and whatever that is. I always think like if I won the lottery, let's say, you know, they, they recently they had this like 700 million 900 million lottery thing i always think to myself if i won that that would just be where i'd get started then i could actually really get started just the same way as you just described but you for a lot of times conversations you've said that you would just if you made money you'd stop remember you've had the conversation well i don't know but anyway (laughs) i I think more often than not what i think is is that i would do this what you just described there i would basically say okay i'm really going to do like an incubator i'm going to start a whole bunch of things you know yeah, but I don't. I'm not interested in incubating that. Phil talked to me about that when he went out here. He's like, "Hey, maybe we start like an investment thing." And it's like, you know, I advise about five or so, six companies, mm-hmm. startups, and I enjoy talking to the guys. They're all really cool people, and I'm excited for their companies and for them. But 
I always, every day, every time I talk to them, I'm like, okay, like, I, I got to stop what I'm doing to think about their problem, mm -hmm. you know? But it's like, I could, I can only do so much of that. It's not, you know, you're, I'm breaking off what I really want to do. What I really want to work on is Math Academy. That's what I want to work on. I don't want to think about somebody else's idea. You know, I want to think about my idea or my, building my thing. Where it just gets so meta that you're so far removed from the actually doing of the thing. So I personally wouldn't want to, like, just spend my time as an incubator and just giving advice to a bunch of people. I would find that kind of, it gets kind of boring mm. to me. It's just too... Um, so I do a little bit. It's like a lot of things. A lot of things there. You do a little bit of it's fine. You know, I have a call every couple of weeks with we do a little. But I, I mean, if I was on conference calls every damn day, people pitching and oh, yeah, evaluating yeah, yeah. That level, or that level. or trying to or putting out fires and what are we going to do about this? What are we do It's just especially since it's not like an ongoing narrative of what I'm working on. It's just like yeah. I I'm just, I it just it's just it's funny you brought that up because Phil had talked about that and I said but no, you'd have a little piece of it though. You'd, you'd be you'd be in in each of those one. yeah but it's, it's not the same but also you wouldn't same. have to do the the fire putting out for all of them would you i mean well that's kind of what you do as an advisor right they come to you and they say hey you know here's what we're going to do with the technology we're trying to figure out how to do this we're trying to do that and you think paul graham's got his his hands in all those different startups not anymore he's kind of retired he's kind of yeah. but i mean it's like look like like for instance one of the companies i'm advisor for is get human or jeff welpley who's a listener mm -hmm. and a friend and whatever. So, I mean, whenever I talk to Jeff, it's always a lot of fun, you know, and it's always interesting. And but it's just so, so, so painful and annoying. No, no, I don't. I mean, it's okay, <laughs> but it's just like, I couldn't do it all day, every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, Hey, you know, it's like, it's like when people are coming at you with like questions and stuff. And after all, you're like, okay, you know, I can do a little bit of it. It's just, yeah. you couldn't do it all day. You know, yeah. you, you ever have your day when you have like your, you have a day when you have like conference calls all day long. How does that feel? Oh my God. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Right. Like, well, do you wonder how, um, I mean, but does that, what do you think Elon Musk, I mean, he basically must have that must be his life, right? Yeah. But it's with all, four or five companies under his belt. Yeah. But they're like his, it's a different thing when it's, it's your, your idea. When it's your idea. Right. When it's your idea and it's your dream or dreams. It's different than if it's, you know, it is probably a little exhausting when you're like, he's thinking Tesla and da, 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 and now he's got to go solve a, a SpaceX problem. He's got to, you know, it's like, damn it, I just want to complete this thought with Tesla and I got to like, you know, we got all this SpaceX stuff or vice versa. You know, he, you know, he, uh, he probably does get frustrated at times because he, he's just getting pulled in so many directions. But, yeah. you know, at this point, I mean, he's probably built some kind of a structure to, to manage that. But, um, Anyway, I, you know, I think it's different than it comes out of your head than if it's like, hey, you have some smart guys that you're friends with. They have an idea. It's their idea. Mm. You can see how it can work. You like them. It's fine to talk about it, and you can get excited about it when you're talking with it, but it's, but it's pulling you out of what you I really want to work yeah, on. Yeah, I get you. Right? I get you. You have something you're already passionate about, right? Right. That's what you want to spend your time on. Yep. And anything you. that pulls you from it makes you irritated, right? I know how you get it, right? You get, <laughs> you get focused on something. You don't want to think about anything else. That's true. Very so true. no, we got to do a conference call. Oh, we got another conference call. And you'd be like, ah! <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. I'm sold. <laughs> I just want to work. I'm sold. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you have anything going on? Yeah. Well, I've heard um, rumors from Phil. Well, I've got a few different things. So I'm, I've got a, a, another secret project. You've probably heard rumors about that, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Okay. Um, you and your secret projects. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like to dabble and experiment, you know, just the different things. But um, with Nugget, um, I'll tell you, where, okay. you know, where we're at with Nugget. So at this stage, um, I guess it's like a little over a year old. Um, 400, over 400 customers now, actual customers, have come through the door. And... Um, 
you know, the realizations that I've come to about churn and all that type of thing. So I put the price down to see if that would fix churn and it didn't fix churn. So, you know, bringing it back to first principles, what I've realized is, is there's 400 people have gone through Nugget and, you know, barely anyone has created a business that's created revenue, right? <laughs> so that, that is not very good for me. Not very fulfilling. Not very fulfilling. That's kind of depressing. And the thing is that like, if I, if I actually look at it logically, so you you know, you know, the whole first principles thing, you know, the analogy versus like actual first principles, you know, that whole concept that Elon Musk talks about. I've been talking about this for years, dude. Okay, right. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So basically, okay. so so the so the analogy of it is well, mm. obviously the ideas are a load of shit because no one's made any money. But like, if you actually look at it down to the, just the fundamental truths of it, um, you know that is that is not the case. Like over, you know, almost every one of those ideas has profitable, you know, competition in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. You know, and competition is not a thing that means that you can't make. You, you can't make money. So what, No, it's an indication that there is money in that it's, market. It's the opposite. It's, it's, it's a validating factor. But, you know, still none, very few or none of these people have turned any of these ideas into anything or any idea for that matter. But in the meantime, you know, I have built, released and sold, you know, Plugio in a completely crowded market full of competition. So, and I have also, um, you know, for all intents and purposes, Nugget essentially is a success from my perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, 400 customers. Even though none of them are doing very well, I kind of <laughs> succeeded at it. So the, the, the only conclusion I got is that, um, it, you know, it's an execution issue on, on, these, on newbie entrepreneurs, you know, from their well, perspective. Well, here's, here's, here's the truth of it. Like, the people who are going to succeed don't need an idea. They got an idea. They have a passion burning in them. They found something. If you need somebody to serve up an idea for you, I think you're right, right there you're already... Uh, I don't think that's a great situation. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, that's a I think that is a valid point. But for me, for myself, I mean, the reason why I was excited about it in the first place was because it was like that, you know... Remember, we, remember that, that uh, blog post that we read about that guy who did human-powered flight? And um, the way that he, he tackled the problem differently, he created a plane that he could rebuild every day and test the different hypotheses mm -hmm. every day. Well, that was what I was so excited about, Nugget. A, was to be able to watch all of these people, mm -hmm. and B, was to be able to go through all of those different ideas. And that's the way that I've always kind of thought about it and the value that I thought that it brings. Mm -hmm. But what I've realized, except, but unlike you, I really do want to help other founders. I know you do want to help other founders, but I mean what you were just saying there, you didn't want to start a, a fund or whatever. Like I would be into that in a way that you probably wouldn't, but I would just be into doing it just for the sake of help, helping a lot of people. But, and that's kind of another good thing that I liked about Nugget, but it didn't help anyone. <laughs> so that's the problem. But what, but what I, Oh, I think the problem is the, the people there are kind of unhelpable. Well, they're that, not, well, they're I'm not, not giving up on them yet. I'm not giving up on them yet. I'm going to, I'm, I'm writing a course. I'm, I'm deep into a course, okay. basically, you know, which is another something else that we'd spoken back or spoken about a while ago. But that's what I'm doing now. I'm basically writing a course from soup to nuts. Just let's talk about well, all of this. You know, it'll be all interesting of this to see. Well, we should see how that works. I mean, I, I just felt like. Um, but a big part of the course is is changing people's opinions, changing their mindset, and mm. that was the reason why I I um, you know skyped you the other day. Uh, I asked you the question, hey, what? What were all those ridiculous fallacies that we kept on talking about right. you know, over the years? Like, 
you know, NDAs are a load of crap. Can you remind me of a list of those things? So I think that's part of it. Like a lot of, a lot of people coming into the call, I, fi I find myself when I speak to Nugget members, I have to like debunk stuff, you know, yeah. like, because they're coming from this strange perspective, you know, they're terrified of competition. They won't tell anyone about their ideas, you know, all these different things. So it's like, it's like fundamentally changing their mindset. So what really what I'm, what the course is essentially is it's like this argument. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it's like lays out this argument from, from like step one, you know, first of all, you know, everything you believe is a load of crap. So mm -hmm. here's actually the, the, a better way to look at it. And then second of all, let's look at like the fundamental principles of business, you mm -hmm. know, like, and why are you even doing this? A lot of time when I say to, um, a nugget member, why, why are you doing this? What's your goal? You know, they're like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't thought about it. And in its own right, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, that's. <laughs> are you not... a bit skeptical that, our, that, that, that even through a course, I'd be able to make any difference? Well, if you change one entrepreneur's life, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, see, the problem is, you, you you know, you might be able to help a few people, but it's just going to be low probability because like a lot of people, the people who are really going to succeed don't need um, that much help. They don't need that kind of hand-holding and psychological massaging and group hugs. They are just going to go through a fucking brick wall no matter what. They don't need it, and then no one's going to stop them. Those are the true entrepreneurs. Nothing is going to stop them. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of fun. It's like what Sandy was saying about the math academy. She's like, no normal person, any normal person would have given up a long time ago. But mm. when I went in, I went in like an entrepreneur, not like a parent who wanted to do something. It's like, this will happen. But you know? maybe, and so you have to have that. I mean, but I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's the only thing, but that's one of the things but, I think but you but have to But maybe you don't know that you can, maybe you don't know that you can think like that. You know, do you know what I mean? Maybe people don't know that, that because that, that's one thing that I'm kind of teaching in the course, what you just said. And I kind of have, I, I don't think that I always necessarily felt that way. Maybe I did. No, you know you don't. I, I think that's I did always felt that way. <laughs> you kind of, you vacillate. You go, you remember how you always say you like. No, but I've, I've, in any group, in any group that I work with, when it, there's often times when I will just go ahead and do stuff because I'll just get like, annoyed that it's not being done you right know? no you do that yeah. yeah so i guess i always have had that perspective of just like going through walls throwing shit at walls making it happen make it work well i think um i don't know i mean I, i'm i'm a little on the skeptical side of being able to change people you know i mean maybe, maybe we'll help some people i don't want to change we'll everyone i mean i do want to change everyone but i'll be happy if if i what my so i've got a plan an execution plan by the way a rollout plan so I'm going to get this course. I'm going to get the first three modules of this course done. Then I'm going to release it. And I'm the course price. I'm going to set it as like a thousand dollars to do okay. this course. But for the first group of people, the first 50 people, I guess the, um, the charter, the charter group, I'll charge like 75% off that, you know? Okay. So then I'll just bring 50 in. That'll be the first batch. We'll work with those 50. If I can get five of those 50, doing something that I would be happy. Yeah. And I would have some success stories and that would be good. Hopefully. And what I, what I also like about this is like, I'll, it, it'll get me doing what I really want to be doing, which is talking to those people. And it's, 
it's really helping those people. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what... So you're going to be like a psychologist like uh, Georgie? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this that. This is like startup therapy? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, that's the plan. So, you know, if... So then I'll, I'll shut down the, the idea aspect of Nugget. So I'll still have all those ideas and, and they'll use that as a training exercise as part of the course. Because I think that's un unendingly helpful to go to look through 500 or 1,000 ideas from your own perspective and see if any of them can fit you and think about them through different ways. You might want to be careful about who you, uh, who you bring on. You might want to make sure that people are going to really have a good chance of succeeding because it could be because right. it's like... You want you want to make sure they have the the sort of raw characteristics to work. Right. They have the conviction and the discipline, and you know, when someone is like on their last nickel and they've put on the credit card and they got a wife and three kids and they're barely paying. You know, it's like, look, this is not, mm -hmm. you know, probably a good thing for you to be doing. Like, you need to, That's right. you know, it's like, because you don't want obviously you don't want our people to to make the poor decisions. No, I'll and, have and, and, like and help a, them, but a proper know. survey monkey type form, like yeah, like finding out different things about them, characteristics about them, and choose, and, yeah. just choose 50 out of, you know, however many people submit. Yeah, just getting people who are really committed to it and have the, have a good chance of succeeding. You know, it's, it's a, yeah, I, I don't know. So if it works, if that charter group works, I mean, it basically, if it doesn't work and I can't get anyone, then I'll just pack it in. But if it does work, then what I'm thinking is I could do like one batch a month. So like 12 batches. It's kind of like a, what's the Amy Hoyce thing, right? Yeah. What was her course called? Uh, 3,500. Is it still around? 3,500. Yeah, it is. She's done like six iterations of it. She's, she's made... Um, she, I, was, I was on her site the other day. She's made over 6 million bucks at this stage. Wow. Yeah. And 300, 3 million of that's from product revenue and 3 million of that's through teaching. Wow. Good for she's, her. She's doing well, yeah. Wow. So Amy Hoy too. <laughs> well, I don't know because I'm kind of different to her. Like she's got this, she's got a very militant attitude towards um, the source of the the source of the product. Like basically, it absolutely has to be a you know a market from from something like a forum, and you you go through that forum and you find their problems and you you work it up from there. I'm yeah. not quite. I don't take that viewpoint. Like I really think the people should be working on what they want to work on as well as also validate it. But yeah. I, I really do think people should give a shit about what they're doing. Absolutely. I mean, I you think know. that's one of the most important things is having conviction about your idea. And I'm not that's saying that Amy, by the, Amy may be done. I, I haven't got done her course, so she may say somewhere in a course, it's really important that you care about what you're doing. I'm sure she She does. may say that. I don't well, know. I think conviction is one of the keys to success in almost anything. Right. You have to have conviction. You have to believe in what you're doing, believe it's worth doing, and believe you can succeed at doing it. If you don't have those things, as soon as things get tough, you're gonna you're gonna quit. That said, you know, of the Nugget members, one of them who's um, who's a, a texting listener um, is is successful, and is successful by say taking an existing product that's successful and saying I'm going to do my own spin on that. And they're not especially passionate about it. They've just done their own spin on something they know is successful. So, exception proves the rule, right? Yeah, maybe. yeah, there's always somebody, but I think generally that's generally, <laughs> eh, generally that's a uh, it's a harder, less less chance to succeed with that. I mean, maybe he's a very competent executor, 
he knows how to execute quickly and and uh and he's just done it and he's you know whatever but i think a lot of people coming in as soon as like oh i i don't know if i really believe in this but i'm just gonna do it and they go do it and it doesn't make much money and after a couple months they're like ah give up you know i mean it's yeah, just they, they give, give up. up it's just it's giving up the giving up is giving up is what will happen a lot that's what happens yeah so um so you know play la the thing that i'm doing with georgie yeah so that's been going three months now and we've made um just around six and a half thousand in three months without trying to too much um so i think that uh I'll, it's still really early beta the software of it it like for example it doesn't even have like a, a password reset form like everyone has to use the six digit password that i sent to them in the first place which is right. just random numbers but uh i'm gonna like put some more time and effort into that because it hasn't been much effort and it's already earned some revenue so that's pretty good um and then health i guess you're probably going to ask me about there's not no There's health no, updates? No, no huge uh, change in health. <laughs> it's just, just kind of in the same place. Really? Are you still doing uh, super slow? Yeah, I do, I do super slow. How That's often one do thing you do? I stick with. Uh, do you do it super often? Every, every week, yeah. Do you? You yeah. still do it every week? Yeah. Okay. I do, and I feel like that has made a huge difference. Like it just keeps you, it, it keeps you functionally strong, you know, mm -hmm. which is important. Absolutely. What about, you do any other kind of exercise or anything? Not at the moment, but I, I, I'll get back <laughs> into it. <laughs> <laughs> wow that will be an interesting day yeah <laughs> so phil is flying the coop i know he's is he gone left is he left already no so so everybody as former listeners know phil our friend phil who's been on the show a few times and it, he moved to california moved to pasadena two years ago and he is moving back to chicago um he actually got his place got rid of his place he sold all his furniture and all his stuff he was actually going to stick around for an extra week or two because a girl he's sort of been dating um they were going to go to some restaurants and do some things and she wanted him to so he stuck around for that but he's had the, he's had this kind of i don't know if it's like an impinged nerve or some kind of weird thing in his Major back. back issue and yeah. he's in a, he's been a lot of physical pain like he he really couldn't get on a five-hour flight you know you go to chicago you know, by the time you, the amount of time you're sitting. So in the wait, seat, so he's still here because of the back. He's still here, huh. and he may be here. I just found that out. We went to lunch a few days ago, and he's like, "Yeah, maybe around for a while," because he's so he's just was living at her place, but he can't really. He's like hobbling around. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. They, Great, I'll go out with him next. So Thursday yeah, night so then. he's around. So he's still around. Well, <laughs> he he may have a hard time walking. You may not yeah. be able to go very far. He's um, I don't know. He did something. He said did something. He's like a ninety-year-old grandpa. He just got to go over to his home. Well, I tell his you, LA, LA broke him in too. I know that's crazy. Well, because I, I had uh, I had uh, I met him the other night and I left him and he was like waving, but he kind of was kind of broken and stooped over and waving like a broken man. I'm like, wow, Jason got him to come over here and Jason broke him. <laughs> I didn't break him. He broke himself. I mean, yeah. Well, I think you uh, you called it though. You called it. You said well, LA wasn't a failure, but it was an unsuccess. <laughs> <laughs> I keep calling it that, the great unsuccess. <laughs> I mean, it was an unsuccess. But I'll, I'll say this though: I think, um, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to be in your mid forties and single, and uh, meet somebody quality, and come to a new city if you don't know anyone. I think it's hard. It's really hard. And that was a situation he was in, you know. And uh, you know, I mean, his primary goal was to, you know, meet a girl, and. Uh, you know, maybe me find a wife or something like that and uh that just didn't happen but i don't know so i was because I, as his friend i'm like this is what i'm rooting for this and i'm like dude let's 
you know, find this girl, man. Like, come on. And uh, I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I mean, it's, I think, uh, I think the back thing was just unlucky. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you just get unlucky and people injure themselves. Now, the back, and... like the back came from doing some of the weightlifting stuff, right? That's what we think. He doesn't know. It could be a combination of things. He has about five different theories. I mean, he, he did a little thing to his back doing weightlifting, but that caused an initial problem. But then uh, there's something like maybe he had his, he got his belt and, he, and if you pull it too tight and it digs into your side. Like he can pinch this nerve and call this ephemeral nerve or something. And that could have been the problem. With a belt? Yeah. What, like a weightlifting belt? Or no, just, regular just belt. Just your belt. Like if you... like he, So whenever he puts his belt on, he's like... He like he's really gets I think it he put a hole into it and maybe he put on a little few pounds over the past in a week, you know. It was one of those things where it was just like the combination of new belt, put on some weight, put it a little tight. And he was like... He was at this thing where he's volunteering at this thing and he was standing for four or five or six hours. And that combination... He'd read about it and he's like, yeah, strangely enough, like if you pinch... If you do that to your femoral nerve like it can take many months to heal and it can cause all these kind of problems oh my god i know but he has a couple other theories i, don't I mean know. we're getting old you know we we as man, a group like as a, in your 40s like you gotta you gotta stay on top of things if stuff does stuff starts falling apart man you get injured you just like it's not like you're 25 and you kind of you heal and something that would have healed in three weeks can take you know months that's why i can't wait for them to get that pill you know that uh, cleans out the junk from your system Remember I told you about that pill last time? No. The, the pill, like it, it, it's this, it, it's um, it's this drug, and it goes in and it like cleans the gunk out of your cells. You know, sounds like a miracle pill. Okay, I'll have I'll send you a link. Yeah, send I? me a link to it. Yeah, I will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, he's a, he's around for a while. I mean, he's awesome. trapped in LA because he. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I feel bad laughing for him. Oh no, don't feel bad. I feel bad it's laughing at him, but no, uh, no, don't feel bad. He's kind of laughing at him. Well, why don't we do yeah. another Houston's night then? Yeah, we could do. We'll be like the Hobbit, you know, it's like seven goodbyes. You know, remember <laughs> the last half hour of the Hobbit was just like these goodbyes. That's hilarious. Or was the Hobbit? Oh no, it was the Lord of the Rings. They had yeah. the Lord of Rings. It was just like, yeah. So, um, any tech stuff? Well, I want to ask you a question. Um, uh oh. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. So, I've just been doing vanilla JavaScript as always for Math Academy. And if I hire somebody new to come on, I was thinking, I was wondering if I should um, do something like Vu or View or whatever you call it. And uh, I'm just curious, are you using that? Because I know it's a P. I know Laravel. I think View. I see. I'm. View, I'm you call it View? Is that what View? Called? Yeah, Laravel uses View. I, I, I would. So I, I've just through through Alex and through the other devs in my company, like there's there's like an ongoing debate and ongoing discussion. React about versus Vue, or Angular versus Ember. all the different ones. And Vue is the one that seems to come up the top all the time. You know, really, people say like these. Anyway, this my group, they they like Vue a lot. So you what's the, what are the what are the winning? It's just features? like it's just kind of like the 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 impression I get is it's the kind of thing that we would have written. It's like it's it's sensible. It's not so deeply abstracted creating you know, very new concepts. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, well, it's just well done and it's, it's well done and it's optimized and it's the same, it's the same as um, React in that it uses a virtual DOM. Mm-hmm. You know that, you know that? So I know of a virtual DOM. I know talk so about So like everything's yeah. rendered in the virtual DOM and then it's like, then it's like, right, goes right, to screen like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that would be a good one. Yep. But you guys use that for modern teachers? We we have we we haven't moved. We we've we didn't need to. We wanted to try and keep it as simple as possible. So 
the way that we did it with Modern Teacher is um, basically every page that's served um, just kind of is its own discrete unit. It kind of has the HTML and it has the JavaScript that it needs and it has what it needs. There's just a very few libraries. It's just not really a complicated site, to be honest. It doesn't really need um, mm. lots. It's not a single page web app. It doesn't need lots of dynamic stuff. You know, any of the dynamic things, it, just a few lines of code with a couple of libraries like a jQuery or whatever. It's, it's, actually, it's actually pretty simple. But if I was, if I was and, but then again, that model I really like, by the way. Um, so I was going to say, if I was starting something new, I might, may use Vue. But in fact, for PlayLA, I did it the same way as Mon Teacher because it's just so simple. It's just so yeah. simple to just like, every, you don't have to go anywhere else. You just use a call. Lib so let's say, for example, you, you need to do things like email validation and you have like a, you have like a system where when you click submit, it checks that the fields were entered and that that has the right values and it like highlights the field if it was the wrong thing. That's the kind of thing that works really well as a central library. You know, but if it's just some interesting little thing like um, like the scheduler that we made for Anyfoo, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't need to be in a centralized library. You can just put that on the page that it's on. Yeah. And I find that a very easy way to develop websites these days. You know, yeah. but I still do AJAX. You know, so I'll build an API, and I'll so the the HTML and and the JavaScript will kind of be contained within that page. I don't mean inline JavaScript, by the way. I mean, I just mean like I've got two kind of files yeah, for yeah. it. You know, I just present, I just load the correct JavaScript right. file with the page. And then, I t and then I'll talk to the API. So just make a simple API. So I, you know, but the one trick that you do have to do with that, that Vue gives you, right? So there's this thing where um, when you load a page, you render the template, you put the data in there. So I think that Vue makes it really easy to do something like that. Whereas the way that I do it, you kind of have to do it twice. You know, you do it one time in the HTML, you put the data in, and then the next time you do it is through the JavaScript that you write. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think with, I think with Vue, you get for free, you get these things like data binding, you know, you get like data loading, data binding, all that type of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And it's very abstracted. It's very, very pretty. Yeah. Code. Yeah. It's your kind of style of view. What's that? It's your kind of style. I mean, the kind of code is like the framework that you did. With, oh, that uh, guy and I built back in like 2000? No, no, no. Like the, um, like oh, the, like the PHP Apic thing you did. Yeah, like oh, the Apic, Apic 9. 9. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, your perfect version of Apic 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that kind of code, you know. What are you, um, are you still getting all back end stuff as Laravel? How do you mean? You're, you're, I mean, it's everything, all the PHP is put Laravel. We see we we don't yeah it's Laravel I love Laravel Laravel yeah. is the best I mean it's very 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 good how much of the code and, and Laravel has now its own like um, node type of, of thing in it so you so you can do live stuff you stuff in it. memory you can stuff in RAM continually running processes it, well yeah but right but but you can do you know sub sub pub stuff oh pub directly stuff. with Laravel. But can you have stuff in RAM that you, every single time you get a request, you have to pull stuff from the database? Or? Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, of course. You can do, because it's got, you know, it plugs into memcache or whatever, but may, maybe the thing... Oh, but so you do have to reconstruct objects every time. I don't... I, to be honest, I haven't looked too deeply into it. So, you, so right now you are pulling stuff from a database every time. We are, yeah. I yeah. mean, because we're not doing anything that right. requires something like Node. But I, I did see that Laravel has, has um, like, three, four, five months ago released something that means you don't need Node anymore. You know, it does that type of stuff. So they probably are doing it, but I just don't have the information. Is, um, 
Do when you write your SQL query, how much how, how often how much of the ORM do you use in Laravel versus just, just Laravel? SQL? I don't use EasySQL anymore. You don't write SQL anymore, really? No, 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 no. Because 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 the thing is the it's so well put together, you know the the um the you know one of many of like it's it just once you learn it it just it probably take a couple of hours to learn it but once you know it you can pop out those relationships so quickly and it just does it it does it all for you and it does the collection well, even it? when it gets really complicated you have really complicated joins which i mean it can do all of that any no matter how oh it's so good yeah, yeah. it does it does it really well and it's so simple it's like really simple it's crazy interesting it's just like it's it's just it's just like you to the model you just add like a, a function uh you know let's say users right and then it it gives you like i think there's like four or five different ways that you know innards of that where you can just say it's one of it's what you know it's many of you know has right. many has one you know that kind of thing it just works out the box very nicely yeah yeah we use laravel at uh, one of the companies i advise pivot yeah yeah they use it to, it's that was the one I told them to use, and in, in, in part because of you, the success you had with it. Yeah. And what I had, research I had done on, it, I was like, this is a really clean, really clean. It's like they learned all the right lessons from uh, Rails and Django and stuff. It's an interesting thing because it's kind of like what you could have potentially done with um, App Ignite. Like that mm. guy Taylor, I think his name's Taylor. Um, he's basically written Laravel. He did it really nicely, and he, he didn't start from scratch. He built it's it's based on um, Symfony. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so basically, it uses Symfony's underlying libraries. Okay. But then he kind of wrapped them up in a, just a, a more elegant and easier to use way, and and then he's built like, you know, Laravel Forge and like Laracast. So he's built this whole ecosystem. Mm. You know, like he, he'll host your Laravel site in a really good way. He'll he's got deployment. He's built deployment systems for Laravel. Yeah. All this, diff all this different stuff. So and it's like a great business that he's he's created out of creating this great framework. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, nicely done. That's cool. So any other uh, tech news? I don't think I got oh, let's have a look. Let me just have a look at some links here. I guess we're getting up to two hours, though. Uh, yeah, 1.45. Yeah, I get together. Sandy and I have uh, our anniversary. Going for anniversary dinner tonight. Although it's actually tomorrow, but we can't do it tomorrow. Well, don't sound too excited about no, it. No, I'm just saying. It's like <laughs> 18 Oh, years. Sandy and I, we got to go. It's our... Uh, Oh, no, it's our I mean, anniversary. Just like, I just mean I gotta get this. We gotta close this up pretty quick. Uh, so it's but eighteen years, eighteen year anniversary. That's that's old enough to be a young adult. That's long, and, and you don't need anyone's permission to go and have a drink. That's a long time. Yep, that is a long time. Oh, one thing I was gonna tell you, Kobe took a coding course this summer. Oh, nice. Just the two weeks he did a yeah. Java coding course, and uh, it was pretty amazing how much he learned in just two weeks. They had this thing. I mean, it was kind of a... There was only like two of them in a the class. I'm not exactly sure how this place is making money, but they had a, this uh, this girl. She was an undergraduate. What's it, What was the place, the course called? Sigma Coding. It's over in Monrovia. Nice. And uh, his instructor was this... Uh, she's um, an undergrad at uh, USC. She was in their computer science and gaming. Ah. Or computer science and game design or something was nice. her, her major. And uh, she was really nice, and uh, she seemed to... Colby really enjoyed it, and... It was like him and just this one other girl was his age. You know, they just kind of blew through it like two weeks. And he got so, plays writing functions and loops and conditionals and, you know, switch statements. And, did they make a game or anything? Um, I don't know. They did all kind of little. How did it compare things. to what we taught them? Well, I think it was 
to the next level, you know. Right. But I think the problem, I mean, our, our thing is, of course, meeting once a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he once a week, and of course, the kids were a lot younger. I mean, he's he's <laughs> in eighth grade. I think then he was in what, like fourth grade, third yeah. and fourth grade. You know, it's a little yeah. different, right? Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty cool. I I want him to keep pushing forward with coding. You know, I think coding, as you know, or as we were listening on the show, it's it's a pretty valuable skill to have. Very much. Even if you're not going to become a professional developer, you know, just being able to code and. I don't know. It seems to always be useful. <laughs> so what would your plan be if you heard that um, North Korea had pressed the button? I don't know. You Nothing. heard something was coming our way. I don't think there's anything to do. Just just let it happen? Well, what are you going to do? Like, I was surprised. Go to Big Bear? I was kind of surprised <laughs> at how... I did a little bit of research about it because I was a little bit worried about it just for an hour. Yeah. And, you uh, do get worried about that stuff. You, know, you get yourself and you know, kind of worried. I was out. surprised, really surprised at... Because you, you kind of think in your own mind, oh, if they send over a nuke, we have no chance. Like, it's going to... First of all, it's, they it's gonna, I don't think they reach California. They may able to, work, they, they may able to work, reach Alaska or something. Uh, they, they, they think that they could reach California. They think it could reach Washington, but that's another issue. They think the, they could reach Washington State or Washington... Washington, D.C., yeah, absolutely. <laughs> No. There's a lot of articles about that, but you haven't been tracking it at the same level that I have. So, uh, who, what are you reading? I always quit. You're, what's your source? Washington on that? Post, New York Times. The New York Times says that they can reach Washington D.C. Yeah, they do. They do think that. There's, there's, there's skeptical. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of articles where it'll say, okay, exactly. How, you know, what's the deal? They basically think the only issue now is the is the reentry issue. So there was one article I was reading from New York Times that says, okay, can they get the distance to get to us? And the answer is, yeah, that's verified because they went far enough into space and came back down far enough that if they just flattened out that trajectory, they could get to Washington. Okay, so the next thing is, you know, how good is their targeting? Can they target? Well, they think their target's within a, like a 10-mile radius. So, you know, in worst-case scenario, it will be 10 miles off. So, yeah, they can, you know, if they're aiming for a city, they'll hit it. You know, have they miniaturized nuclear weapons? Yeah, they've miniaturized nuclear weapons. They think that they can get a... They can get a um, a, a megaton force the equivalent of Hiroshima or maybe slightly bigger they you know have they um got the hydrogen like you know multiplication factor no they have not mastered that that is going to be very very difficult for them to turn something you know a Hiroshima Hiroshima size warhead to be like 100x that they can't do that um have they have they mastered re-entry no they think that the most the most likely scenario is is that coming back at the angle that it would be coming back at that the, the tip of the rocket might you know might not survive that so there's a fair there's a fair old chance that if they did send one over that it would be broken by the time it got here right. but they think that it's going to take them no longer than a year going at the pace that they're going to get you know to master that um but anyway the the one the, well, i have to see a source on that i'm i'm remain skeptical when i see a source on that because i sure, had, I'll send you. i i probably had read a couple things where they're like yeah so the maybe so, alaska maybe anyway I found a great site that basically where you can test out nuclear destruction. You can basically say, okay, it's a Hiroshima-sized bomb, 10 megatons, try it out in the middle of Los Angeles. What would happen? You know, And it's a great site. It, you can really see just how big the blast radius is, how big the fallout is. Yeah. It's much smaller than you think. Like You kind of think in your mind, oh, a bomb the size of Hiroshima would basically flatten Los Angeles. No, 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 no not at all. It's like it would be just... A take very, out Echo Park. It just yeah, <laughs> one small part. Now there's there is a very large um, fallout potential, 
Um, you know, but if let's say, for example, you were in Big Bear, uh-huh. you'd have a very, very good chance of not ha- not being impacted in any way other than just unless they be- missed and happened to hit Big Bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's but Big Bear's a lot more than ten miles out, right? Right. You know right. what I mean. But um, you'd likely just get stuck in traffic. But depending on the way the wind blows, that's where the problem is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I will say that us in Pasadena probably wouldn't survive if they nuked the middle of Los Angeles because you know the 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 kind of the pressure radius, the blast radius, the different things it would kind of affect us. We wouldn't we wouldn't be instantly dead, but the radio, you know, there would be stuff that would get to us. Um, I think the smart thing would be not to aim for Los Angeles, but be like Beverly Hills. I, no, take I, out the take out all the rich, important people. No, <laughs> that's if you want to make an impact. The really smart thing would be to aim for Silicon Valley because then you could actually affect the GDP of America. Like if you took yeah. out, yeah, like, sure. I'm just sorry if you're going to LA. Yeah, sure, yeah. Silicon Valley, or go San Francisco. Yeah, Valley, depending probably. on how many people, how many you were throwing over. But then again, you know, the really smart thing to do would be to would be to like go for our nuclear bases because. You're gonna die. I mean, if you just send one over and you don't hurt our nuclear bases, then well, I think, we're gonna I mean, send we everything everywhere. Your way. They, we have Trident submarines that they don't know where they are. There's, I mean, if they send anything, they'd be wiped off the map. They would be, and I think it would be the one unifying thing that could happen between the left and the right. If if they sent over a nuke, everyone in America would be like, "Get those fuckers." <laughs> That's true, but I don't think it'd be worth. I don't think it'd be worth it. No, no, no. Definitely so are, not. are you over it now? You're not worried about it anymore. I'm 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 paying a little worried about I'm it. I'm paying attention to it. I'm interested in it. I'm thinking about it. I wouldn't worry about it. But just the same way that like if I walk down the street and I see a guy who looks really dodgy walking up the same sidewalk as me, I'm like worried, I'm or... I'm gonna cross over the street, you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna walk past that dodgy looking guy there, you know. Yeah. You're, you've always been a little bit of a worry wart, right? That's right. It's a little bit of a worry. Well hey, you know, but it's it's, worked, it's worked for me. It's worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any uh any good movies lately any, any good tv shows um, got any recommendations on that front not so much impossible uh in- despicable me three was really good was it yeah i really see, i was gonna that. see colby take colby to take to see that till you push the the podcast an hour later and i was kind of playing with it oh like, you were gonna despicable take him to see that today yeah I was that's thinking great that they have they have a really good body Who's this 80s? This, don't this tell me about it. Don't tell me about it. This is not like... You already made it so we can't see it today. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about it after you see it. I'm sure you're going right, to like it. Right, right, right. All right. Well, I think that's probably... I think we've hit the, about the two-hour mark, haven't we? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to get a couple things done here and we need to head off for Celebrator Anniversary. All right. All right. That's a wrap. We're out. <laughs>